Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 10, Episode 4, titled The Last Ball on Earth. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one vexed co-host from the Patreon side of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Please say... Go No, I'm not going! done! To Evan Ayers. You know what, Evan? Hi. <laughs> that that quote has never been more. One of these quotes has never been more apt than today. Literally, so apt, and I feel like that's. I'm going to be hearing that for weeks and weeks to come from people screaming outside of gay bars across the city. Yeah. So everyone should know, Evan and I had some technical difficulties, and so I'm actually even recording audios. Evan's audio coming in through the internet, and not only just technical difficulties, but emotional difficulties. It's been, girl, it's been a day. Wouldn't you agree? It's been a day. My yeah, my scalp is like a little burned, like from my wig being pulled so hard. I'm. Uh, I'm You know what? You know what I thought you were going to talk about? That reminded me of there was when I was in college. Just no, I was in college. I would gotten to this thing where I straightened my hair, you know, all the time. Wig. Yeah. And I think just because of, like, my Mexican greasy fucking burrito skin. Like, you know that. Have you ever, You don't have curly hair, though. So you don't what know is this. burrito skin? Don't do that to yourself. Burrito skin is my drag name. But let me tell you this. So I. Oh, I got to tell you about. I, oh, I got to tell you about this new class that I have. So So get this. So the, what it is when you straighten your hair, it comes in this like. First of all, the best hair straightener. You got to find the one with the blackest girl on it. The blacker the girl, the better the hair straightener. So I'd buy this hair straightener, and it came with like it came with girl. It was like a mini chemistry lab when you got it. It was like a box, and it had like a cream, and you had to pour this like liquid into the cream, and then you mixed it with like a popsicle stick. But you had to wear gloves while you did it, and you had to wear gloves when you put the, then you put this like cream in your hair, and then you had to let it sit for like twenty minutes in your hair, and then you had to like wash it out with a special shampoo, girl. And, and you, ugh, it was a whole thing, a whole process, right? What? But one of the things that they tell you to do. This is where the burrito skin comes in. One of the things that they tell you to do is to put Vaseline around your, basically your wig line, your hairline, all around your, your, your whole head, or you'll get a rash, right? But mm-hmm. I, never, I never did that. I never got a rash or anything or burned or it never got anything. I was just, I would just fucking put it on. Nothing ever happened to me, right? So then I had this very fair skinned friend in college who liked the way my hair looked when I straightened it. And he was like, you know what? I want to straighten my hair. Can I go to your place and straighten? You'll help me straighten my hair. I was like, sure thing. I've done it. I'm good at it. So he comes over and he goes, it says to put Vaseline around my hairline. I'm like, nah, but girl, who needs it? Who needs it? We put it in this guy's head. His whole fucking forehead is burned. His neck is burned. We have to like, it's like, we almost have to call the paramedics. You know, fucking white people with your goddamn fucking sensitive skin. The thing with white people, it's, they can take over the world, but like they go a chew and they die. Literally. Well, it's funny you say that because I used to last summer. I for, for like seven or eight months, I had like bleached, I like bleached my hair blonde, and then I had like the silver like Draco Malfoy moment. And mm-hmm. I oddly like really enjoyed. I, I never needed Vaseline because I like it just my skin just it never really burnt or I never had that problem. Mm-hmm. But every time I would go to do it, I'd be, they'd be like, they would bring out this like the big tub of Vaseline. I'd be like, oh no, no, I'm good. And they would be like, uh, no, 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 sweetie, like you know, you need this. I was like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And like you could tell like the fear in their face that like they thought I was gonna like 
get burned and sue these poor people and they're going to be without a job um was that that was tough so i really i actually do know what that feels like but it never hurt me so we have something in common for once today what what would you say let me ask you this question what what is your when you go get when you go get your first of all do you go like to super cuts or fantastic sams or any of these places like where do you get your hair cut please um no so i go to this like this like euro trash um hair salon in in dc sometimes i let dan cut my hair if he wants to do the sides but when i need like an actual like wig lift i'll go to this little like it's like a salon where it's it's like people who are like too good for super cuts but like they like maybe went to you know beauty school but like they didn't finish or something you know what i mean but like they're really good and it's like super cheap so i'm i'm easy Here's the deal. I I've paid for the expensive ones, and then I've done the Fantastic Sam's, and it's just like the because with my hair, it's so burrito Mexican hair. I have burrito skin and burrito hair. Everything's uh-huh. burrito, okay? That it doesn't justify the the triple price. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then with, it, it just doesn't justify it. So uh, it's a better, it's, it's a slightly better cut, but not worth the three times the price that it would be at a fantastic sense. But that's not why everyone's here, Evan Harris. Everyone's here because they want to talk about this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. They want to hear how we've been. It's been a week since they've heard us on the air. Oh, by the way, the people are probably still wondering, where's Taylor the Latte Boy? So Ooh. Taylor the Latte Boy, he's my co-host, <laughs> usually on this show. Now, let me tell you. This Tanner the Latte Boy, he amuses me so much. He's still recovering. He's resting. He'll probably be back next week. But it's so funny because he's so weak right now from the surgery that he had. And he'll, but he'll call me and go like, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> and I always laugh. And it makes me, I feel badly that I laugh, but it makes me laugh. He'll go like, hello, hello, hello. Let me tell you this. Last week, he told me he was going to be here the next week. And I thought it was ambitious. And so just as I suspected, he was too weak to come back this week. But he swears he will be on it next week. And so, Evan, enjoy your time here while it lasts. But it's, I'm happy to have you, Evan. And how have you been? What's going on? What news can you share with us? Um, well, I just realized that I now know what it feels like to be Nisha Lopez. Why is that? To be brought back for, because I get to do something for a very short amount of time and then only to be sent home again um the beauty but is gone was never here well did she say um, the I'm beauty great, or did she say the beauty has arrived no she said the beauty's here oh she said the beauty's here i will say yeah. she sat right in front of me at the finale and she is pretty beautiful she's very fishy oh she's gorgeous she's I'm, i don't doubt that she looked amazing when she was eliminated but um Hey, what did she say? She's like, oh, I'm stunning and gorgeous and flaw. Did I say gorgeous? It's like, all right, we get it. Like, you're. But you're by the so way, pretty. when was the yeah. last time? Or when was the time that a Someone beautiful queen, pretty? Tyra? Who's the last beautiful queen that won? Um, but, uh, I mean, Violet, I think, is stunning. Let me ask you this. Have you ever had. Well, what's beauty, first of all, since we're while we're here? You know what I mean? But like, look, queens. I yeah, guess yeah. Violet, yeah. Let me ask you this question. Have you what are your thoughts on this Violet porn? You bring this up a lot and I I've, I've never seen it. I've heard Look. some I know so many people that have seen it and that they all have the same thing where they 
they literally like they'll describe it frame by frame as if I've never seen porn before. So I know what goes on in it, but I've I've never seen it, and I've heard that it's kind of like difficult to find. I'm sure you have it, but it's not that difficult to find anymore. It was difficult to find for a while. It's not not anymore. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. But let me tell you this. This Violet Chachki, she doesn't look that good in it. Let me tell you that. She doesn't look that good <laughs> in it. But you know what she can be. Does that make sense? Like you're seeing, oh, okay, I know what she can look like. And I think that's what it is. I see the beauty. I go, oh, I know what's possible. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's you see the Facebook profile picture of. <laughs> Did that make any sense? That wasn't a good joke. I'm sorry. This week, the girls all don their best photobomb couture and then participate in a ball challenge serving three looks each. Aquaria won the challenge while Dusty Ray Bottoms and Monet Exchange were placed in the bottom two. After a lip sync battle for their lives, Monet Exchange was told, Shantae, you stay, while Dusty Ray Bottoms was told, Never loved ya, and asked to sashay away. Evan Ayers named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Two things that I liked. I don't know if this is. Um, uh, two things I liked. I loved that we get a ball challenge so early on in the season. Mm-hmm. I love that we got 33 looks and that, for the most part, they were all pr- pretty impressive. Um, I loved the runway, and I think that's, like, that's personally, it's my favorite part of the show. So I for me, that was really exciting, and it was nice to have like a full, like almost 40 minutes of just that segment. Okay. So I liked that, and I really thought it was a great lip sync. Which is always if there's a if there's an arguably you know climax like climax for the show people a good lip sync sometimes can make or break an episode and I thought it was very good mm-hmm. and um, on the flip side one thing I didn't like as a result of the runway being such a heavy presence or like you know taking up so much time uh, it was just kind of apparent that bits and pieces in like the middle the middle act of the of the show like after the mini challenge. You could tell they were just kind of like filling it with whatever they could get. I, I, I made some comment. I thought it was, it reminded me of like when there's nothing going on in the news and like you just like turn it on and you're like, you're having dinner and it's like they're reporting about like the two gay penguins that like maybe are going to move into the new igloo together, but mm-hmm. you know, they're still like testing it out. You're like, oh, there's nothing's going on if this is what they're showing. I just, yeah. you could tell that they were looking for space to fill, which was fine, not a complaint, but it was distracting. That's a good question. I'm glad you asked me, Evan. I'll tell you what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, I loved, 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 loved everything about RuPaul's look. And when they would cut to her, when the, when the queen would say, like, I know Ru was gagging for my look, and they would just cut to her just <laughs> in that outfit with the glass. You could just, she just no look, no, no expression on her face. I thought it was funny every single time. It must have killed in a bar. You know, people must have been dying. I loved RuPaul's look. I think it might be one of my top five favorite RuPaul looks. Not going to lie. I, yeah, I can see that. Okay. I uh, wonder if it was even RuPaul. It may not have been RuPaul. Yeah, she was sick. So maybe it wasn't. Maybe someone was playing RuPaul. Next, I also loved the lip sync as well. That was a really good lip sync, a good song. They both did a good job. They were both trying their hearts out. You could tell they both liked each other. It was a good lip sync. It was a very, very solid lip sync. I was a fan. What I did not like, and I love how you and I are going to repeat this conversation. 
I am so over the terrible puns. Now, in an episode when there's only 11 looks, I can handle the puns, you know? But when when you're doing a thing where now I have to hear 33, actually 99, because I'll do like three shitty puns per look, of these shitty, shitty puns, I was just, I was ready to jump out a window. And you know, I was like, I was audibly laughing at more than half of them at least. That's, no. That was something I was going to put that on my top top two things that I liked, but I knew it would drive you bonkers. Well, no, it wouldn't you look? You're entitled to your opinion. You know, we don't agree with each other. After really? Yuha's elimination, Mayhem is committed to performing well in the competition. Asia is proud of her win, and Monique is upset that Mayhem threw Monique under the bus during the judges' critiques. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. So, for today's mini-challenge, you need to perfect the art of the celebrity photobomb. (laughs) Using state-of-the-art technology, you'll insert yourself into famous photos. (laughs) And the queen with the most memorable shot will win. RuPaul named Aquaria as the winner of the challenge, and Pit Crew alum Sean Morales delivered the prize. Uh... Immediately after Sean left, RuPaul announced this week's Maxi Challenge. For this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be competing in the last ball on Earth. Gagging. Now, you need to serve three lurks. First lurk, Alaskan winter realness. Think sexy bikini, fun in the sun. Second lurk, Miami summer realness. Something furry to keep you from freezing your muff off. Getting it now, right? Uh huh. Third lurk, Martian eleganza extravaganza. Glamour couture that will slay the runway on your new home planet, Mars. (laughs) All right, Evan, before we even start talking about the mini challenge, before we talk about anything else, what were your thoughts on seeing the return, at least temporarily, of Sean Morales? Um, my my attention was f- focused on the Postmates bag because I was wondering what Aquaria was going to order. What like what is Aquaria ordering Postmates with? That girl doesn't eat. I'm kidding. It's, no, cut, cut. Ah, that's not um, being no, cut. That's I gonna, was never. That's... I was never obsessed with this Sean guy. I don't know. I, the mustache just kind of ruined it for me. But there were a lot um, of queens that were, and, I, and one of the rumors is that he was fired because he wouldn't use deodorant. He smelled really badly. Shut up. Yeah, that's real. That's a rumor. The rumor. That's funny. Um, Ruth's comment though about how it, it was weird. You don't recognize them with clothing on is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I. I he's. Again, I was more fixated on Postmates and wondering if I was going to order food for myself because I knew I had a two-hour episode to get through and I hadn't had dinner. Now, let me ask you this question. What were my thoughts on Sean Morales? I'm I'm with you on Sean Morales. I'm like, I've never understood the big obsession with Sean Morales. I don't don't get – I mean, I think he's a nice-looking guy. But then, you know, I think I always heard the rumor about him smelling and that uh, that kind of – I just – it just – it's just, it's just ugh, I just imagine it. Yeah. But you know what's funny though, talking about smells and fucking, is I hooked I hooked up with a guy fairly recently, right? Who was very attractive. Okay. And when he took his shirt off and I started going down on him, 
he had like really strong BO, you know? But it was one of these things mm. where like when you're in the heat of the moment, that's like kind of hot, you know? But then as soon as we were done, I was like, ugh. Even now thinking about it, ugh. Well, yeah, that's, I I think it is pretty hot actually. But it's one of those things where it's like, have you seen that? It's on the internet where it's like, oh, when you're, when you're sexting someone in the moment, you don't think about it. And then after like you finish and you read it back, you're like disgusted with yourself. Oh, I've said this. I used to do this in my stand-up back. This was a part of it. But I used to talk about how no one is more home. I'm like fucking Mike Pence after I come. I'm like, I did what? With a man? Which is so <sighs> funny when I watch porn and the guy comes and then... Um. Then the other person comes like in his face or in his mouth, and I was like, "No, Mm-mm. not happening." Don't touch me. Look away. Yeah, I don't know if you feel the same way. Uh, okay, so let's go. So May- mayhem, Monique. Uh, we now we already covered this really already in uh the uh in Untucked from last week. But did you have any it lingered into the next episode? Do you have any thoughts on that, Evan? Um, I mean, they, not really. I think Monique was probably was justified in feeling a little shafted, but she also like admitted that she was a micromanager and that, you know, she said that like, she's flat out. She's like, yeah, I probably overstep my boundaries. So I I don't think she should have been, I don't think she should have been surprised that someone was, you know, going to kind of come for her. If I was on the main stage and not for elimination, I would probably do the same thing, especially if that person's not up there, you know? What, what what were your thoughts on the mini challenge? Mini challenge. Um, mini challenge was funny. I didn't understand it at first, and then they started showing the actual bits. My the one thing that I the most memorable part of that challenge for me was when Monique Hart was up, and she was saying, "I'm going to grab one of the Jonas Brothers' bulges," and she's like, she's doing like little pinchy fingers. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that? No. Oh, I just thought it was very funny. She's she kills me. Um, yeah, I, Blair was really good, and Miss Cracker could wear that hair every day and i probably wouldn't be tired of it so i thought she was justifiably the winner there no she didn't win was it aquaria aquaria won aquafina did win yeah you're right never mind but, but yeah it was good it was funny it was I, I thought typical they were all actually like, pretty funny back from a drag race what? i thought they were all pretty funny okay now we just talked about the maxi challenge uh did you have any specific thoughts about the maxi challenge was any when before we get it i mean we're obviously gonna cover it in the looks but do you have any thoughts as the fact that there was a ball and there were 33 looks and whatnot I mean, just and it was. I mean, it's, it was great to watch, but like that's so ambitious. Like, how long do you think that that took to film? Oh my god! And like, I mean, and again, we can talk about this later. But like, the one thing that I noticed from I was like, why are all of them like so many of them like had face masks or there was like some you know I mean it fit the theme of like a space or Martians, but you could tell they were just totally like probably encouraged to do that because they didn't have a, you know, they had to do three looks within a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and just easier to throw some shit over your face and like make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I, it was, it was as a viewer, I was really into it, but if I was competing on that show, I probably would have had a, like a mini meltdown. Yeah, you just weren't it, expecting that. They never, they never do these challenges this early in the season. No, no. I, but I think I actually read that the, that the so because so people online are finding parallels between, in other words, the the people, the producers, and the people making the show 
are really doing very subtle callbacks to previous episodes. And so I remember this ball specifically has a sort of mild throwback to like, is it season four, season three? I don't know, one of the old seasons. And they did a ball this early on on that season as well. I mean, you might know that. Was it, did season three have a ball early on or season? Uh, uh, it wasn't space theme. It was just a ball. Yeah, I think I think one of them had a ball a theme early on. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. I do. There was a the space like challenge in season three, but I don't think that was a ball. I'd have to. But 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 going to the going to the have you ever had a space theme before? There was. I remember some subtle throwback in the ball theme that that people were like. Oh, that's that's like kind of this old season. Well, there was the end of the world bit, which was like the apocalyptic couture of season oh, four. See, there you go. That's, I think that's what it was. I think apocalyptic. It was, I think you're right. I think you're right. All right. Yeah. Moving on. In the workroom, the girls work on their ball looks. Monet stands by her sponge dress. Cracker wants another win. The girls yell out, Miss Vangie. Asia O'Hara is the black Martha Stewart. Eureka breaks every zipper. Dusty hurts herself. And Aquaria doesn't seem to be making an outfit just like Gandhi. During the table visits with Rue, Angel lists her family members. The Vixen reveals her reputation back in Chicago. Blair admits she looks young. Monet Exchange talks about her wigs. And Aquaria drops a phrase for the trailer. Some girls in the workroom chose to read books. I chose to turn looks. <laughs> that, my friend, will be in the promo. <laughs> Let's see if you could do it one more time. Okay, okay. Okay. Some girls in the workroom tried. Uh huh. Okay. Some girls in the workroom chose to turn luck. Oh, oh, I was like doing a show with Evan. All right. So, in a weird kind of way, How did you like? How can you read me before I could even read it? I was literally about to say that. <laughs> I was. Uh, you know, it's weird because writing this segment, there wasn't really any clip to pull. But yet a, lo- a bunch of tiny little moments happened, none of them worth pulling. But what were your thoughts on everything I just said about everything that happened in the workroom? Um, I had two thoughts that were two things that stuck out, stood out to me of this little segment. One, one this was the longest oh, you've ever like the longest table visits that you've seen on Drag Race in a long time. Like some like in previous seasons, you may get like thirty seconds with Rue, and mm-hmm. they're just you know they'll use it to set up who's going to be in the top and bottom. We got like full backstories. We got we've got bits of like Asia's IMDb page or whatever of like who she's designed for. We got everything, and which is like fine. I'm I'm here for character development, but the one thing that stood out to me through that was how we talked about this last week, but how much alike Aquaria is with uh, to Sharon Needles, like they're. It's I it's like the the way of the way they she speaks and the way that you know she you can tell she's like working on these like clever little puns and um it's just it's if this it's, she's just every every time she comes on the screen I, I see bits and pieces more of like of why they're connected. I don't know if you feel the same way. Well I feel I see it, but whenever I hear Aquaria, I feel she sounds like Willem. Let me play that clip again, but now listen listen to that in mind. I think she's I feel she sounds like Willem. Hold. Oh wait, no, we're here. Some girls in the workroom chose to read books. I chose to turn looks. <laughs> that, my friend, will be in the promo. <laughs> Let's see if you could do it one more time. Okay, okay. okay. Some girls in the workroom tried. Uh huh. Some girls in the workroom chose to turn look. Oh, 
Okay, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna go. It takes a while for the soundboard to move, but I'm gonna. I don't think I really have that many. Uh, oh, here I found it. Here we go. Your tone seems very pointed right now. You don't think that sounds like Aquaria? No, they do. Did you hear me gasp when you when when it was an isolated vocal of that when she's like, "I don't turn looks" or "I don't read books, I turn looks." That literally, I that could have been Willem. I thought. Okay, so here we go. I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play Willem one more time, then we'll go back to Aquaria. Your tone seems very pointed right now. Okay, now I want to go to uh, Aquaria. Some girls in the workroom chose to read books. I chose to turn looks. <laughs> yeah, I think they sound very similar. But but looks wise, yeah, there's a lot of Sharon needles there. A lot of Sharon needles. Mm. All right, it's elimination. Did you did you touch everything you wanted? Not touch everything. You did you did you touch on everything you wanted <laughs> to talk about in the in the. Yeah, yeah. I again, this was um, kind of you could just it was a lot of a lot of filler backstories. I thought mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was I, I nothing like nothing was profound. You knew that like everything that was coming up afterwards was going to be the big part of the show, so I I wasn't as engaged. If that makes All any right. sense. It's elimination day, and the girls are having their mere moments. Blair sees Asia like a mother figure. Cracker is worried that her outfit is too simple. Dusty's wig may not show up on the runway. That was a thing that never happened, actually. Monique has a panic attack, and Cracker asks Aquaria a question that's been on her mind. Here's something I want to ask you, because it's come up a couple times. I've overheard people saying, like, oh, well, you know, Aquaria, she has sugar daddies. You know, everything for her is paid for. Is this someone in this workroom or is this someone in New York City? Yeah, in New York City. Why do you think that is out there? Why do you think people are saying that? If you look like a million bucks, people might assume that you come from a million bucks. Right. Uh, I guess people assume that it is expensive. That's definitely a misconception that really bugs me a lot. Right. Everything I have, I have worked for and I built myself from the ground up. Right. You bitch. <laughs> I don't want to imply that I don't want a sugar daddy. If anyone would like to be a sugar daddy for me, would you be Cracker Sugar Daddy, Evan? I'd be Cracker's like, like Splenda ish, but like the pink packet. I have like just enough, maybe. I don't, I don't need to you... build from the ground up. I'm, <laughs> right? I admire Aquaria, but that is not a look I'm trying to steal. The. Uh, it, <laughs> Because if you can't shave yourself, how the hell are you going to shave somebody somebody else? else? All right. Uh, Later, Monet exchanged schools to children on received pronunciation. What accent? See, I didn't understand anything you just said. (laughs) Well, bitch, what do you do when you got an accent? That's like telling an English person not to have an accent. They don't have an accent. They speak English. Let me give y'all a little history lesson. You know, the people in England, they sounded like us, a.k.a. Americans. Then they got the accent when they went there. People think it's the other way around. Wait, Monet, I love you, but that's not how it works. That is how it works. Let's tell you that. Like people in the UK, they used to speak, they used to sound like this. And then what happened? Then I don't know what happened. Then they got the British accent. Lies and fairy tales. Who told you that? My teachers. Their accent changed. Because they moved over there. I mean, no, I'm saying, no, 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 they, we all sounded like this, like like the American accent. And then I don't know what happened, but that they all got the British accent. I don't know how. You know that the Queen of England sent them over here. I know. And okay. they got a British accent over like years of like you're adjusting and like adjusting and, to like, what? Evolution, bitch. 
lies. No. Fairy okay. tales fallacy. That's okay. Evan Ayers. Let's. We're gonna. We're gonna break this down in little pieces here. First, Cracker and the Aquaria question about the sugar daddy. Your thoughts? Cracker's so clever. Mm-hmm. Like that. Genuinely so funny. And that Wait, moment where she like kind of the breaks background? the fourth wall and looks directly into the camera. Who just yelled in the background? Hey, are you like, hearing me? What's that? Who's yelling in the background? Oh, a crackhead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just another day in the neighborhood here in good old DC. Um I I I mean it's it you can tell that like I, this kind of reinforces what we were saying before that. They're both in on the joke that they're gonna be they're gonna be pitted against each other. They're gonna push that story, but you can tell like, they're actually like decently good friends. So I I thought it was very funny. And again, Cracker's little moment where she like looks right into the camera and addresses all the sugar daddies of America. I'm sure she'll be getting some phone calls tonight. Oh, I, would, I thought it was I it was would clever. so be Cracker Sugar Daddy. He's so cute. Like, is it is he cute? Not that like this is really important discussion, but. I'm kind of into it. I'm into it. I mean, yeah, he's cute. I would make a few. There are a few things that I think that are wrong, but I think it's because of his drag queenness. Like, he has like a little man bun, right? Yeah, it's some weird little like guy up there. Yeah, I, I, I may, noticed I may, that once. I may have a problem with that. But uh, other than that, no, no, he, I'm into it. Yeah. Big, big fan. Now, uh, be, now I mentioned other thing. I mentioned about Blair seeing Asia like a mother figure. Cracker is worried about her outfit being too simple. Did you have any thoughts on any of those moments? Um, well, the Asia, they kind of set that up for what's to come later. And it's it's interesting because you, I, I didn't get that impression from Asia right off the bat. In terms of, I, you, they kind of, you would you would assume it would be a queen like Eureka or someone who's kind of been through this before. Um, I makes me like Asia a lot more. Not that I didn't care for her, but um, she's it's like it's nice that someone could be that that selfless in a competition that is so cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of see how that pays out for her. And Cracker's concern about her her outfits being too simple. I don't. I didn't think they were simple, but it's also very. I think she has an awareness that. You know, it's kind of like, oh, when, he, when you're that queen that's in the workroom, it's like, oh, this is the best, you know, thing that's ever going to walk down the runway. It's typically not. Uh, okay, let's talk about Monet Exchange and uh, on her commentary, which, so which she's we... talking about. It's called Received Pronunciation is what it's called. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Do oh, you be- boy. Okay, um, where do you fall on this side? Do you believe Monet Exchange or do you think she's wrong? I believe Monet Exchange is, is very wrong. Monet Exchange was not turning looks or reading books this episode. Um, but does she really believe that? It's true. What Monet Exchange was saying? Yeah. So, now, really? she's mostly true. She's mostly right. So, the the, the founding fathers and the... And the when, when they came over from England... It wasn't like they they didn't sound like me. It was probably closer to a southern accent, not quite the southern accent. Obviously the southern drawl uh uh exaggerated it. I would imagine kind of maybe like I don't know what it, I don't know. I I I have to talk to a linguist 
I don't know any linguists, but it it, it, it was the British people talked much closer to the way we do now, um, or much closer to maybe like a, a highfalutin Southern person than they do than they did the way they do now. It's so what there was some sort of thing called received pronunciation pronunciation where their their accent like in the 1800s evolved where they dropped the R's. And it was some sort of weird trend. I don't understand. Linguists are kind of interested in this. But yes, British people didn't sound like the way they do now back in the revolutionary days. They sounded not quite, but much closer to the way Americans sound now. So basically, the American accent is an evolution of the way the British used to sound. Hmm. Somewhere listening to that, remember Max, how he would always do that fake Madonna accent? Yeah. I was just thinking of Max the whole time, how he would always... There's a lot of British talk this season, but whenever someone does British, I just remember Max and how off-putting that was that he did. But I did not know that, and I feel like I should have known that. I'm a little shook. Okay. Over on Patreon, Evan and I will continue our discussion after the show in the Form Decor Lounge. The rumor mill returns from a hiatus, and designers Natalie and Javi will return for a three-episode series to perform deep analysis on all 33 looks from this week's ball. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash dragracerecap. That's patreon.com slash dragracerecap. And sign up at the $1 or $2 level to access these shows and more. And now, it's time for... The Looks. Evan Ayers. Well, well, if it isn't Hi. Evan Ayers, how you doing, kitty girl? Well, I, I do declare nobody cares. Well, that was good. Hi. Okay, so give me, you what? know, I'm going to do a deep dive this week, you know, all 33 looks with Natalie and Javi. But I do want to hear, did you have some big takeaways, some big... Some big, uh, big toots and some big boots from all thirty-three looks. Give me, give me some of your favorites. Give me some of your least favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a big toot was Rue. I will give you credit for that, or I will agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Rue looked incredible. Um, I think that the judges got it right this this week. I thought every time McCrea walked out, I was very excited. I but I feel like, like the episode with. Uh, what? I feel like the episode kind of built up to it seeming like Aquaria was going to do poorly. Yeah, they it 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 could have gone either way, you know, like because she did get a little bit extra time, and it, just as much like for Aquaria, I thought the same for Cracker. I thought Cracker was going to flop. Mm-hmm. I thought she looked amazing too. That first look with the the hair mm-hmm. bikini. Mm-hmm. She's that was I very I actually was expecting that to be a joint win for some reason. Okay. Did you get that impression? Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised. I actually thought the, I thought the win was going to go to Cracker. To be honest with you, because she she did that thing when her dad said that if you don't you need to win twice, which I was like she went, she has some daddy issues. Is that she taught, brought up her dad before? No, but she was like my dad said. Uh, that if you don't win twice or something, you, you need to win twice or something like that. It sounded weird. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, so what were some other big toots that you liked? Other oh, big toots. Cameron Michaels, for being as kind of invisible as her character remains to be, she knows how to... She is a look queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, this season, at least. That second look of hers mm-hmm. um, was very, 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 very strong, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even Eureka. Eureka knows knows what Rika is a good ass drag queen that was her third of the of the series i thought was very impressive i have a question for you though yeah one of them said i think it was monique hart when she was like oh and i saw this at the store were they she was referring to like what a part of what she was wearing the the fur they didn't have to make yeah they didn't have to make all three of these right no, I get the impression they only had to make the the Mars one. Yeah, okay. That's what that's what I was thinking. Because when she said that, I was like, did they, you know, did they get to go shopping or so you know, sometimes they do like the silly dumpster diving thing. Um But yeah, I was a little confused by that. But with that being said, the the middle of the road, like the like the ones that were safe, I think were all we not very safe. The only really major boot that I had was unfortunately Monet Exchange. And even she thought I love Monet because she literally thought that she was gonna win that challenge. If you've seen Untucked, she's like genuinely shocked. But Yeah, well but the, Yeah, but there's the just other, so many. I'm sitting here, I can't go the ahead. Other queens seem shocked. That she didn't win? Yeah, they were telling her they're like, we thought you were gonna win. Alright. Mm. I don't know about that. I will say, the other one that was in the bottom, the other one that was in the bottom, Dusty Ray Bottoms, was her looks were very well done. She looked incredible. It just wasn't my understanding was it just wasn't really on the theme, or like it's just kind of annoying or frustrating because she looked really good all three go rounds. I thought her looks were kind of basic. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Oh, you know what I loved? I just thought of this. I loved that we have a new a new era of Ornacea from Asia O'Hara. How so? That thing on her head. I don't remember what was on her head. I'll, I'll see it in detail when we go over it. But so, what were there any some? So, the, what were your big boots? So we, I'm sorry, your big toots. So your big toots were Cracker, Aquaria. Anybody think, else? Mm-hmm. Uh, big toot was Aquarius first look. Cracker's first look, Cameron Michael's third look was a big toot, mm-hmm. and Eureka's the final look I thought was a big big toot. And then boots I had oh, you one more, uh, the Vixen's first look that fan, oh yeah, that was cool. And it was funny because they've used that in the promos, but you don't really you could never really see it. And so in my mind it was gonna be super basic or not interesting. And um, I thought that was really really clever, but at the same time her third look i thought was a boot mm-hmm. vixens her martian one um i did not love really anything that the that mayhem miller wore either mm-hmm. like because i have i have mayhem miller for the the runway theme this week as well and the what's the other boot yeah monet exchanges last one was not was not great in my opinion i think i think they got it right in terms of who was in the bottom and who was in the top all right, that was the looks. No, 
During the judges' critiques, Cameron Michaels, Aquaria, and Ms. Cracker got top marks, while Monet Exchange, Dusty Ray Bottoms, and Asia O'Hara were on the bottom three. Eh, let's say in the bottom three. In the end, Dusty Ray Bottoms and Monet Exchange were pitted head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song... Nicki Minaj. Alright, Evan, so you were a big fan of this lip sync, correct? Yes. Tell me about it. Tell me what were your thoughts. What, did, did, because you know what? You know, I'm, the problem when I'm watching this is I'm trying to take notes and I'm trying to watch it at the same time. So there was like a big moment. Maybe you can tell me what happened where like Monet did something. They all laughed and lived for it. What was it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, for me, like when I I, I know a lip, or what, what for me counts as a lip sync being like special is when Rue just loses his crap and like can't uh-huh. keep it together. And there was a moment where Monet he kind of like gets right and he starts to jump up as if he's going to jump into a split. Mm-hmm. He's like, but he like doesn't do it. And he's like, no, no, no. Like F that. Like I've alluding that he would never actually be able to do like a split. Um, but Rue just lost her mind for it. It was very funny. So that's, did you not, you didn't catch that? I, I, I figured it was something like that, but th- now, now was dusty just as good. I didn't, I know it was very apparent that, that, um, Monet was going to cream her mm-hmm. like like 20 seconds in for me at least I could tell but she obviously she kept up because Rue felt the need to to commend them both but um they just I think it's Nikki is such a very specific song or it's, it's it, like her that he, Dusty talked about it in Untucked he was like I could sing every word of this song on the street but under this pressure, like he kind of like didn't always get the words. You could see bits where like he kind of fumbled the lyrics, and Monet, Monet was just on more than he was. I think she won that fair and square. All right. Well, after lip sync battle for their lives, Monet Exchange was told Shantae, you stay, while Dusty Ray Bottoms was asked to sashay away. Evan, any final thoughts on the episode? Final thoughts on the episode. Um, I was really sad to see Dusty go. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about her, but I thought that she was, I think she's made a very memorable impact on the season, her as a character at least, and I was kind of sad for her. Um, but I think it was a fair decision, a fair elimination. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a good, I mean, it was, again, this is a really, really great season so far. And it'll be interesting to see how, how this, how things progress in terms of when there are less and less queens, but I'm really enjoying that. I I feel like every single person except Cameron is really getting you know their TV time. You know, yeah. It's weird that Cameron still. Ha- it's weird that Cameron still has not gotten any television time. You know, so we can spill a little bit of tea here. It's not really tea, but it's weird that the elimination order has been mildly mixed up from the predictions. We're not spilling any future tea here, but just, we're going backwards. In, in all the rumors and speculation about eliminations, it was supposed to be Calorie then Vangie, right? But it was switched. And same thing in this next block. It was supposed to be Dusty then Yuha, right? But uh-huh. this, it turned out to be the opposite. So I wonder how why these um, elimination orders are like a little off. They're a little switched around. Do you have any thoughts on that? I... I... I think it, it could be one of two things. It could either be an intentional 
kind of thing that, again, this goes into the whole theory if the producers or WoW actually has any involvement in these rumors. Or it could just be, like, I think one person probably knew who the first four or five out were, and, you know, little bits and stories of rumors start flying, and, you you know, you can get... Because it, it really has just been reversed, you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. first four to go, just they just swapped the order. So it'll be interesting to see if next week and following if that continues to be the case or not. I don't know. I like it, though, because it's kept me on my toes. I, I love when rumors yeah. aren't right, because then it actually shocks me. Okay. So let, let's go. Let's move on now. So I, I, I'm looking at my notes. I don't really have any final thoughts on the episode. Let me see here. I mean, it was... Here's the deal. It, 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 when you're doing a recap show, it, it, you, you, wanna fo- not fo- you don't want to focus on drama. The easiest thing to focus on is drama. And there wasn't really any drama on the main episode. But mm. it was all about the looks, which we're going to cover on Patreon. Because, it, guys, honestly, don't don't do this shit where you're like, Joe's holding all the good stuff for Patreon. Honestly, if we sat here and went through every fucking goddamn look, you would throw your phone out the window. Wouldn't you? T- wouldn't, Evan, am I wrong yeah. here? No, even, and that's why, yeah, there's yeah. Abs- absolutely not. I'm barely qualified to speak for, no, there's no way. But it even would, even when we're doing the Patreon to... one, we're going to break it up into three episodes, like three like 20-ish minute episodes. Because it, it's just talk, especially when you don't have the looks in front of you, it's very, very difficult. Well, there there were, I'm, I'm genuinely serious. Like when I was fumbling there, I could not think of half of what those looks like. They just all kind of blur together. There were so many. Yeah. Later on Untucked, the Vixen and Eureka had a heated discussion about interrupting. Now, we're going to do our usual Untucked moment stuff here, which is we pretty much pull a whole segment, and then we'll stop as we need to stop. But here we go. We're going to start it. I had to, because I had to Jimmy rig that thing. When I saw your tan man coat, bitch, I just knew you was going to be in the bottom. No, I love that coat. But it worked. So that, who was talking? It's Monique, Eureka, and Vixen talking, right? Correct. And I love your concept. I love yeah, the concept of I you mean, like coming like astronaut couture and then turning me like, all right, I'm ready to party. But see, you I love get that whole thing. you get that type of drag way better than I do because you're a very crafty queen. We sitting too close because I'm in there. I'm in there. What sister. are you talking about? <laughs> but what do you? What is? I don't get like the craftiness. I don't know. The I whole think it was point was idea. the concept was okay. Why? Are you- I, wait, I want to stop right here. Not that I'm a big defender of Eureka, but I kind of feel once the Vixen's gone, I don't know when that's going to be, but once the Vixen's gone, we're going to find out that Monique is kind of a shitster, and she, but just the Vixen overshadows her in terms of fighting. Yes. So that, I mean, every time something goes down, you can literally hear her like screaming and hooping in the back. Like she's screaming, not really she's screaming the pot, but she's like, you know. She's really upset that Eureka said she's a crafty queen, which I, I don't think that was an insult. No. Let's move on. Can we please strike the word negative from the record? Because it does something to me that I just cannot. Well, then don't be. She you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Nobody's you... being negative, but we disagree with what you're saying. That's not negative. That's a disagreement. Anyway, we're safe. Praise God. Amen. You look stunning. I love you. Okay, what are your thoughts on that so far? Um, I, it's just it sounds like the the Charlie moment from season nine where her mm-hmm. and Eureka kind of get a little snippet, mm-hmm. but 
again, like you don't call, don't poke the bear. Like I, I think they know at this point that just take anything lightly. So, I uh, no, not not smart for the Eureka. Okay, here we go. No shade. I still think I should have been top three. I just have to throw that out there. I'm happy I'm safe. I'm happy. I've won and I've been safe three times. So I don't really know. I'm like, I know that they get it. Please let me finish. I know that they get it. But tell me something. Like, what what do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? Very bad. So then what we see, this is very visual, but Eureka is now noticing that Monique is allowed to sort of interrupt her. She gets a po- she gets more politeness from the vixen than when Eureka talks to her. But here we go. I mean, the fact that they want want us question? to go on. What? Go ahead. No, finish. I feel like be- see, like Eureka, like Monique just interrupted the vixen, and the vixen was just like calm about it. But when Eureka, Eureka got kind of like snapped at. Am I wrong here, Evan? Yeah. So no, you're very right. And she's like, maybe right now, t- like fact, she like touched her, and she like wasn't having it. They want us to go on. We should just take very, it as a good thing. Very, very that. That it's, is another thought. Did it's you hear still, that? It's quiet. still very. Do y'all hear me? I just I'm getting tired I of hearing hear you talk. Honestly, can I go smoke? So what do you think was happening there? Well, we're gonna find out. But what was what was your take? What's really happening, Evan? I think what's really happening is that Eureka really just is a very much she's just it's all about eureka and it's the eureka show in my mind i think and she she was genuinely probably upset that she thought she should be in the top but she lacks the awareness to realize that she's literally complaining about not being in the top when she was in the top last week and she's in a room with someone who someone else who was just in the bottom like, I think she just word vomits and she doesn't know how, when to kind of pull back. Mm-hmm. And so she saw the Vixen and Monique probably seeming like they were not ganging up on her, but she noticed that Monique was kind of getting a, a kinder uh, response to kind of cutting her off. But I don't think the Vixen was, un- was, was wrong for being annoyed with her, you know? Eureka's annoying. If you need to go smoke, just yeah. say that. You didn't Thanks. have to. I ain't even arguing. I'm big as hell, and I want to go smoke a cigarette. And I'm going to go smoke me a cigarette. You coming with? I'll go with you. Thank you. Ooh. You know, it's one of these things where the victim's getting into it with everybody. So I'm, I'm, she does not get the benefit of this doubt. But I'm almost going to give Eureka is that they're just so tired. We, we just said they each had to bring three looks. They must be fucking exhausted exhausted and they're just really? on they're just on each other's nerves because they're so fucking tired and then and, they, and their not day's not even room. over yet yeah their day's not even over you know so it, it must be so, they must be so exhausted i just okay, feel like you have more respect for other people than me that you get to say that and then walk away i don't think it's fair that you get to be respectful to other people more than you are me and i've been nothing but nice to you and even get ready beside you girl to you girl she can say or do the exact same thing that i say or do and you act like she is not your mother i do not owe you i do not owe you you bitch because you acting like i have to baby you you're a grown-ass man really that's a weird argument if you actually think about it. If Eureka's asking for respect from Vixen, and Vixen comes back with, 
I am not your mama. That doesn't actually make any logical sense. You say, I am not your mama, or I'm not your mother, when the person wants you to actually take care of them. Like, why didn't you wake me up for school? Or why didn't you pack my lunch? Or why, like, the things that you would expect a mother to do. But I think it's, 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 right. it's common courtesy to, 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 to ask for respect. But again, we've seen that, and we saw this last week, we saw this last week on Untucked, where, the vixen has these little tricks in her bag that she does to whenever she's like, okay, so Aquaria runs out of the room where she cries whenever she's trapped in a corner. And then the vixen has, she, she's called, she changed her name to the victim. Okay. Trademark Joe Batanz and RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Her, instead of the vixen, she should be called the victim because it, she has these little tricks in her bag where she becomes like, I'm not your mother, but that that she's but she's just saying that because she realizes that that's what you can say because it shuts a conversation down. It makes it seem like you're being childish. But if you actually think about the logic of the argument, that doesn't make any sense to what Eureka said. When Eureka says, "Why can you not afford me the same respect that you afford Ma- Monique?" And then she comes back with, "I am not your mother." It you expect everyone to treat everyone with equal respect, not just mothers. Okay, so yeah. did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, you kind of nailed it on the head there. I, I, I never even thought that, or kind of that never crossed my mind. I thought she said, "I'm not your mother," because she was like trying to push her buttons because she talked last two weeks ago about her mom being sick or something. Really, girl? Any more than you just want someone else. to fight with? I don't need to fight with you. You are picking this fight right now. This is my problem with you: is that what? when you're what not problem? getting your way, what then problem? somebody's being negative. So are you? You and Aquarius. You're the, the same, same way. Don't put me in the same boat. You? What the? F- is your problem right now? Are you serious? What's your problem? You know what? You are exactly the girl that I did not like on season nine. Again, like a weird trick. She, she she definitely goes towards the uh she attacks people's character right away like so she knows that's going to hurt Erika's feeling like it, it and i've been trying to deal with that and me, see girl. the good in you but you know what you are another bitch who doesn't know when to let somebody else talk you think that your problems are the only really? problems okay bitch? Get your together. Some says one negative no, thing and you want to f*** the out. I've been so patient with you. Okay. You did not have to go there. You really? clean the f*** out. Really? Cut to me, bitch. I no, do I'm love as a person. Go and maybe. No, I'm not going. done. Okay, this is where when they went to commercial and then they came back. Ooh. So, here's the thing. I, I would love to know the vixen's game plan here. Like, what is her what is her overall strategy here? Because, and you could we could have arguments and discussions about the the whether this right or wrong, but this show has an effect on the careers of drag queens. And you, we could have a discussion about whether that should be the case. We, we can have a very valid discussion on whether an edited show where your character is created by the editors should have such an effect on your career. Okay, that's a, that's a whole other discussion. We can have that discussion. But why? what is the game plan when we have seen 
time and time and time again that the villains on this show, their career suffers as a result. That if you're perceived as a villain, your career suffers. Ask uh, Roxy Andrews. Ask Fifi O'Hara. Okay? If you're perceived mm-hmm. as a villain, your career suffers as a result. Okay? Fifi O'Hara went all the way to the top four of All-Stars 2. I don't think that bitch ever leaves Florida. Okay? Fifi O'Hara was the most memorable part of seasons four. Went to the top three of season four. And was one of the most memorable queens in All-Stars 2. She works, but not as much as the other queens. So, mm-hmm. what is the Vixen's game plan here when she sees this? It's, it's it, there's a, I feel like there are a few things, and it, I think a lot of it is contingent on how smart she is. You know, I think mm-hmm. that probably part of it is that, like you said, she probably is, they're probably honestly just exhausted and. I would probably pop off too for a bit when it's like if I was trying to make a comment and Eureka kept cutting me off. Mm-hmm. But I think her, and maybe I, if from what I'm understanding is her game plan is people are going to perceive me to be one way regardless. No matter no matter what I do, I'm going to walk out of this experience with an image or you know my story is going to be out of my hands. So if I'm the one that's in control and the one that kind of initiates these arguments or these you know these fights or whatever she's she says in the beginning um at least she sets herself up to like to kind of have control over what she says or how she attacks the other person you know that makes any sense it's a reality tv tactic like in terms of like she knows what will push aquarius buttons and she knows how she needs to react to aquaria crying she knows how she knows eureka's a loud mouth so i'm sure she she knows that what 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 statements to to throw back at Eureka to get under her skin. I don't. It's again. Maybe it's just they're just trying to fight. The other argument would be that she just thought that everyone was too PC on season nine, and she's just trying to get good TV. Well, she's really good friends with Shay, and I almost wonder if she wonders. If she, I, I mean, I'm just all speculation on my part, but if she thinks Shay was too nice. And that Shay should have just gone in there and read a bitch. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a silly tactic because what you're talking about in terms of reality TV show trope is these people go on the reality show one time, but then they have other careers outside of it. So you go on Survivor, you're not an actual survivalist. You know, you're an accountant, and you just go back to your mm-hmm. accounting career, or you go back to your real estate career, you go back to your law career. These are actual drag queens, okay? So the victim's going to have to work after this. He's going to see. So the benefit of going on this show is that your ticket price, that your quote goes up. That's, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think it's a, it's a silly tactic. I don't yeah, know. It, also, I've seen the the response to the Vixen from what I've been reading or what I've just, when I casually scroll the internet, it's pretty positive. I think she's being applauded more for, for blatantly discussing issues that have been a part of drag race fandom and culture for a long time i think people are more championing that than focusing on the potential like villain edit that she may be getting you know yeah but i'm not disagreeing with you but if i'm a club promoter i'm gonna be like this bitch is difficult do i want to deal with a difficult bitch yeah i don't know let's finish this 
Oh, baby, I'm going to say something. You're going to listen. What you did was you came for me, and then you said, I'm going to go have a cigarette like you're going to run off. That was trying to come for nobody, but, but you you're going to listen. You, you clearly did. already had a negative opinion of me no, before you ever came so in you here. Have so you already made that, that decision. So you're you. saying that you've you been being patient with me. So what you did you. is you created an opinion about me before you ever even met me. That's why, why you have no have, respect for me. When have that's I been why mean you treat you. me with no respect. I've never that's been what I keep feeling. And that's what I keep feeling. I've never been disrespectful to you. Every time I say something, you got something negative to say. Just a minute ago, bitch. What was it? When I'm trying to talk, you're like, you always got to have something to say. Well, what? And then she does said. the same I, sh She did it. I, the difference oh, between you I, and everybody else is everybody gets I even cut said off, to you, but when you get cut off, you have to pout about it. I admitted that. That's the thing. I that doesn't mean here. how you oh, are. Oh, girl. So you know what? You have your cigarette. No, why are y'all still going? She, she found a reason to be mad at somebody. You gave me a reason. Poor Blair. For it, and I am going to run with it. You so grown. you and step off. Mm, okay. Let's go, girl. Oh, gosh. Okay, well then, and the rest of Untucked is really just like, they go smoke a cigarette, and then they just continue the same conversation separately, and then they come back and then strangely make up in one second. You can tell the may you can tell that Mayhem was like, oh, shit. Like, if I go with Eureka, the Vixen's going to think I'm picking her side. Mm -hmm. But if I don't go with Eureka, then it's going to be this whole thing. Like, that, her, that look on her face is speaks volumes yeah but then they're fine afterwards that's why i think that some of it's just because they know they want to make good tv yeah i think part of it is they're, but they're just tired like they get along fine it's just fighting good but they're tired do you have any siblings i have a younger brother mm -hmm. why well, i just want to know if you ever fight like that oh we fought viciously viciously yeah so like, like fist fights yeah so all right, any final thoughts on Untucked? I mean, that was the only clip that I pulled from Untucked. Was there any final thoughts on Untucked? Um, no, my big comment was poor Blair. She's, like, trying to call her mom, like, in the corner. Mom, can you come pick me up? People are drinking here. Blair did, uh, I will say, Blair did get a lot of screen time today. And then she got some good screen time. Yeah, any, did. Did, did, did we get any big final thoughts on the episode? Good, good Blair screen time. There was a little bit of, there was a little bit more Cameron Michaels today than usual. We get no confessionals. No confessionals. I don't, that's the three runway looks. That was really all I could tell you. She did this episode. Great for Blair. They're really setting her up. You can tell that like Rue likes her a lot, which is exciting for her. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was a great cracker episode. Mm -hmm. And who else? It's it's just it's so interesting that it's Drag Race and then Untucked. Are it's funny watching them immediately back to back because it's they the tone is so much different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like they are two different shows. I thought Eureka was gonna deck the Vixen. Like they were in that, they, that's very rare on the show that queens like get in each other's faces like that. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. I don't know. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Season 10. So for Evan Ayers, an alien Taylor Vellante boy, and myself, Sashay away. Until next week. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. 
If you want to help the show, leave us a review on iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher we move up in the rankings, and that helps the show find a bigger audience. If you want to help the show even more, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragracerecap. For as little as $1 a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content not available on the main podcast feed. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit us at our website at dragracerecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram and Twitter at PIMC Taylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at catchinguppodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J O E. B-E-T-A-N-C-E. 